What a beautiful and lovely evening and welcome to our special coverage of the African Cup of Nations currently ongoing in Cameroon. And wherever you are tuning in to this special episode from, whether you are in the USA, Americas, Asia, Europe, Oceania and any of the 24 participating Teams at the AFCON, welcome to your most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly, Philip Alimo. I have love for sports. On the program tonight, we'll be looking at the games in Group B, Malawi, Senegal. Tonight is the night of the underdogs. Malawi had a favorable result against the Taranga Lions of Senegal. So is Zimbabwe, the Warriors, indeed. 
they proved to be warriors on the field. And Gabon, whose AFCON has been mad with so many controversies, they've risen above it and they've shone bright in this ongoing AFCON in Cameroon. And the Black Stars of Ghana, four-time champions, for the first time in 16 years, have been kicked out at the group stages. And today is also another historic day where we had an all-female team of referees officiating at the AFCON for the first time in the history of international football at any level indeed we are breaking the boundaries and we are breaking the barriers on the african continent what a man can do a woman can do it better and tonight african football experts justin akowa will be joining me on the show together with life coach one of the brilliant and enthusiastic experts when it comes to women empowerment issues would also be joining us to speak on that monumental achievement at the african cup of nations wherever you are sit back relax and enjoy and the song playing in the background is official theme song of the African Cup of Nations. Tonight, without much ado, I invite our guest, Mr. Justin Akua, to join us for a detailed analysis of the game. Mr. Akua, good evening and welcome to the show. Thank you and good evening, Philip. Thank you. What's your general overview and assessment of today? Well, um... I'm feeling a bit indifferent uh, as regards to this exit. Well, it, it, it looks painful, but then I don't think it's as bad as people are looking at it. But yeah, I mean, I feel, I don't, I don't feel too discouraged overall. And yeah, I feel indifferent really about today's, today's um, results. And um, what do you make of the other games that were played in Group B? Well, in 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 group b2 it was it was quite surprising and now as we all hoped um, we have gotten one of our people and now they have to wait for the other good games to end before before they know whether they can make it into the round of 16 or not that is the flames of malawi so then yeah it is it has been it has been okay it has been okay earlier on for the flames of malawi the president, let me give our audience the details that they need to know. The president of Malawi, Lazarus Chikewera, tweeted he would gift each Flames footballer who plays against Senegal 1 million kwacha, that is $1,220, and 500,000 kwacha, that is $612, to those who will be on the bench should they get a favorable result against the Taranga Lions of Senegal. And it's exactly what happened today. They've gotten a favorable result. Just before we come back to Mr. Kowai in the studios, we'll take a preview of that game. Zimbabwe, Guinea, Malawi, Senegal. 
then we'll pick the highlights of Malawi, Senegal, and we'll come back to our, to our studio guests to get his reactions. There's little room for error as the last round of group matches comes around, especially when there are only four points separating the top team from the bottom. That is the case in Group B, with both Guinea and Senegal in possession of four points, which puts them on the brink of qualification to the knockout phase of AFCON 2021. Each of the top two in the group boasts a 1-0 win before they play to a goalless stalemate the last time out. It leaves a final round of group fixtures where each will be looking to outdo the other in their respective encounters. Guinea take on Zimbabwe, a team with whom they have a history, one that at AFCON stretches back to 2015. That was the first time the pair faced off on Africa's greatest football stage. A 1-1 draw then. The following year, the last time the nations met, Guinea prevailed by a goal to nil. Since the first ever encounter between the teams back in 1993, where Guinea prevailed 3-0, results have been a lot closer, but have fallen in Sili Nacionale's favor most of the time. Four out of eight, a record Guinea will be confident of extending. Just once has Zimbabwe claimed victory. 1-0 has been the score in half of the eight matches when Guinea and Zimbabwe clashed. Fine margins, little room for error. Zimbabwe may be bottom of the group, but are not completely out of the competition just yet. Victory will give the Warriors a shot at qualification for the knockout stage as one of the best third-place teams. With encounters against Guinea tightly fought, it may be a case of Zimbabwe taking just one chance that falls their way to secure a place in the knockout. The Warriors will need a win and for the result in Bafusama to go their way when Malawi and Senegal lock horns. Malawi go into the match upbeat following a second ever win over Zimbabwe, which was the second ever win at AFCON finals. The Gabardino Mahangu brace stunned the Southern African counterparts and kept the flames burning in the competition. History beckons for Malawi, who could secure progression to the knockout stage for the first time. Those three points against Zimbabwe were also vital, as it means even a draw could book a spot in the last 16. But the Flames would love nothing more than to go one better. A win could see Malawi top the group, which in theory would give them an easier fixture in the next round. To have things easier later, Malawi will have to go through the hard yards first and do something they have never done before, beat Senegal. The Lions of Taranga have prevailed in both encounters with their next opponents, a team they face at a time when charging up is a must. Senegal have scored just one in their last two matches so far, with 13 goals in their five fixtures pre-AFCON 2021. The West Africans will be eager to draw on that deadly form. With the likes of Sadio Mane leading the line, it is somewhat surprising that the Lions of Taranga have misfired. But with the likes of Mane in his side, Senegal are certainly capable. Lack of goals, but by no means lack of chances. 26 in total over the opening two matches. It is a matter of taking them that will prove vital. Converting enough of the opportunities for a win will ensure progression. A draw could see Senegal through, but the Lions of Taranga will want to advance to the last 16 on a high to stamp the authority on the competition showing they have come to take a step further than a second place in 2019. We 
Mr. Kowa, when Hello, you make, yes, what do you before we take the highlights of that game, what do you make? We are. What's your general assessment? Um, for the Senegalese game. Yes. Okay, so it was it, it was it was a good game, and you can tell that um, the Malawian president's um, promise very inspired them because. You could you couldn't tell a difference, even with the star quality that the Senegalese had. But 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 let's look at it this way. Even though, even though Alice started his big boys, that's that's that is um Edward Mendy, Kalidou Koulibaly, Nampalis Mendy, Idrissa Ghana Gay. Um, you could you could see a difference in the style of play with the Singalese. They were more proactive. They were very comfortable on the ball. But you could see the intensity um, of the Malawians to press them at every chance they saw they saw um they saw um they saw the Singalese play out of the back end. Um, Gabadino Mahango also played very well. He he actually went toe to toe with uh Kalidu Kulibali who who used to be one of the most popular and well-known defenders in Europe. And he he also he also did very well in terms of performance. I think it was a collective performance from, a very good collective performance from the Malawians, including the goalkeeper, who also did well with and um, coming out to clean crosses and also some one or two good saves here and there. So it's, it was, it was, it was a very, it was a very interesting game. It was a very interesting game. And let's take excerpts of that game. And then we'll come back to Mr. Kowa. So Tom is in. Chazia comes in at centre-half. And the team star, Sadio Mane. Les Yuvengwa of Cameroon gets this game underway. And it is the Lions of Taranga, Senegal. Last time finalists who are on the attack straight away. And it's put wide. Is in operation, of course, in this tournament. The shot! Oh, that was a pile driver. Edouard Mendy, happy to see it rising all the way. Emiaba got it onto his right foot, had only one thing on his mind, and was trying to send it into the top corner of Edouard Mendy's goal. He's leaning back a touch, though, as he struck it. Couldn't have hit it any harder. Malawi chasing history, chasing a place in the knockout stage of this tournament. Kulibali makes his run. So too does Diallo. It's Diallo! And it's tipped over brilliantly by Charles Tom. Drissigay there is the right-footed option. Sis's last free kick was very dangerous. Another good delivery and headed over by Diallo. is so precise Abdou Diallo hardly a regular goal scorer has netted a league goal it is gay oh and he went straight for goal tipped over by Tom gets big congratulations from Chazia that was a fifth Mango 
Chioa. Chioa, there was a challenge by Bunasar. Will the referee point to the penalty spot? Yeah, Malawi have a penalty. Malawi well, puts his card back in his pocket and he's going to go and have a look at this himself. This plays in All eyes on Blaise Ngoir. Malawi can't believe it. Malawi nil. And that is the end of that game. It was 0-0. And as it stands, the top of that group, what does it look like? Senegal finish on top of Group B with five points. Guinea second with four points. Malawi with four points. And Zimbabwe with three points. Mr. Kowa, your final reactions of the Malawi Senegal game. Well, it is it is it's it's it was a deserved game. It's I think I think um it was deserving, I mean, for the Malawians, and I think the draw was a fair result. And yeah, I think the Senegalese too, you can tell that they are also working very hard and they are still not as sharp as they expect themselves to be um in terms of in terms of how they are progressing in the tournaments. And even that that means they progressed with I think was it just a goal? Yes. Yeah, they, prog- they 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 progressed with just a goal in the ninety eighth minutes. That was against the Zimbabwean. So then, um, the Senegalese going into into the round of 16 will have to set up and play better. Definitely. And uh, talking of the game between Zimbabwe and Guinea, something historic happened today and I'm going to share with our listeners. Rwandan referee Salima Munka Sanga made history as the first woman to officiate an AFCON game. Referee Salima was the fourth official during Guinea versus Malawi on Monday and made history as the first female lead referee during Zimbabwe versus Guinea on Tuesday. And these are the words of referee Salima and what she had to say. We can show that we can referee a man's game at a tough level and succeed. I want other women to support me, other women referees and women all over the world, because we can do something. We are ready, the preparation is the same, and we have the courage to succeed. I know I'm capable, I trust myself, and I trust what I'm doing. The 33-year-old Rwandan is already an established referee officiating during the 20 she officiated during the 2020 Tokyo Olympics 2019 Women's World Cup in France Africa's Women's Cup of Nations and the CAF Women's Champions League and she's looking to continue inspiring women in sports and hopes to one day officiate at the Men's World Cup and this is the first time in the history of international football, men's football at the highest level that this has happened. Such a monumental day 
for the beautiful game. And uh, Mr. Kowa, hold your fire. And uh, I will take Madame Araba, life purpose coach, and get her reactions and what she makes of this. Hello. Hello. Yes, you're on the floor. All right. Thank you very much. I believe that today is an exciting day to see referee Salima Mukasanga officiate as such an international platform. I I think that Africa is leading by example. Africa has set a good example for us. I think that the words that you read are very beautiful. And what she's saying, I really echo and believe in that because women have competencies and they need to showcase these competencies at international levels. And I think that it helps to build confidence. And these women who are striving like referee Salima, they are showing a good example and role models for younger people, young girls, for what is possible for them and breaking boundaries. I think that the world will benefit a lot more from the competencies and skills of women at all levels and in sports. I think that women have a lot to contribute and it is not just a platform for men, especially at the level that it is. I think that Women also need to have these spaces to show the skills that they have. I think also that there is nothing in a woman that stops her from being involved in sports. And we've heard a lot of myths about women in sports and even women who just give commentary about sports. A lot of women have been discouraged, but we are seeing many more of these examples. And I'm very happy that today we have seen a good example at an international level. Credits to the whole officiating team. I know that they have done a lot of work because if a man has to be there, they have to do a lot of work, but the woman has to work twice as hard to be noticed. And so they've done a lot of hard work and congratulations to all women who play sports at all levels, women who officiate, who are involved in all kinds of sports and also for women who generally strive to set a good example for younger generations. So this is what I have to say, Philip. Thank you. That was a succinct. And just before we you go, I want to get a last reaction. Uh, someone would, uh, would say, why has it taken so long that in the history of the game, this is the first time this is happening at international level, at a high competitive level, even not at the Men's World Cup or any of the, of, of, of the other continents. And this is the first time this has happened. Why do you think it's taken so long? And what do you think are some of the things that could be done to encourage more girls, more women to take part in sports? Well, that's a good question. I think mostly it's about stereotypes. A lot of times women are stereotyped to fit a certain box about what is possible and what is not even possible for them. You realize that for some careers and even for us who are of African origin, there are some roles that are automatically um, created for women, that women are supposed to fit 
a certain career. I can give you an example. Um, you can say, as some time ago, it, nurses were mostly women, but we are now seeing that more men are going into the nursing career. There are a lot of roles, even engineering in, in other sciences, and especially in sports. Many women were not um, going into those sports, but things like home accounts and other sport, other areas were mostly for women. And these domains that women find themselves those areas don't have a lot of respect. And I, I think that it's about time that we try to have parity in all aspects of um, sports area, domain, industry. I think across board, we need to do that. So I think mostly it's about stereotypes and also the stigma that comes with women being in certain domains and it has been done over and over and over and over again and so people have become accustomed to it and think that that's just the general way of things things being done or that's the general way things have to be done but now 2022 we are seeing and in fact a long time back a lot of strikes have been made affirmative action things are being done to ensure that many women are seen in these spaces. I think that from the academy level, many young girls need to be encouraged to play sports. They need to be encouraged to understand that playing sports doesn't um, degrade you in any way. Sometimes they say girls who play sports cannot give birth. There are a lot of myths. Girls who play sports are men. They call them all kinds of names and all that. So all are part of the stigma that girls face when they play sports. I think that there should be a conscious effort in involving young girls the same way young boys are involved at the academy level. They should be encouraged. More work has to be done to try to let them understand the benefits that it involves at the academic level in school, in sports, um, inter-schools, all that. Young girls should be involved. And also um, in, in places where referees are trained, officiators are trained, more women should be given opportunity and encouraged a lot more to go into these spaces because they can do very well in these spaces. So that is what I have to say. And I hope that these women will be encouraged because they have been discouraged for a long time back and a lot of work has to be done to help them to gain confidence and also to show a good example to the younger women who are coming up. And also mainly because a lot of women haven't seen examples of what is possible because I work in rural areas and I've seen communities where when you ask young people what they want to be, they just tell you nurse and teacher because they don't have any profession apart from those ones in their community. So when you ask them what they see is what they tell you. So I hope that we will see many more examples and then young people will be inspired, young girls will be inspired to go for higher places. That's all I have to say now. Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, Madam Araba, for that succinct submissions. And we'll be taking highlights of that game between Zimbabwe and Guinea, where referee Salima was at the center of affairs, after which we'll come back to our studio guest, Mr. Justin Akowa, to get his opinion of that game. So, nine changes made by Norman Mapeza, only knowledge Musona, the skip. Kabadewara is the coach of Guinea. He's made four changes for today. One match at the last one in Egypt. 
And it's Zimbabwe to get matters underway. They're in the green here, looking for some redemption. Nice touch back there from Mahashi. Now the shot with the left foot. Across the face of goal and uh, together with the first effort. Chance out wide. Ball inside again. And the goalkeeper's out and in trouble. This might be an opportunity. It's shanked wide of goal by Kaba. The goal in his mercy. Let's see what Mosukwe uh, can do. It's Zimbabwe with a shot over the top. It just shaves the roof of the net from Kudamahashi. Now, what can they do from the set piece? He has a chance for Zimbabwe. It's a low one. There'll be another opportunity from Tigere to put it in. A bit more height and a goal! That's a lovely finish from Knowledge Mosana. Well, you don't give the silent assassin that kind of space because he will take you to the cleaners. No one saw Musona come in. That's why he's such an excellent poacher of the ball. Former Bundesliga player, of course. Play on. Here's Zimbabwe with Bahachi. Number two. Goalkeepers make that slip and Zimbabwe have doubled the score here just before the break. Kuda Mahashi. Don't take anything away from Mahashi though, he bangs it in with some power. Potential COVID infections, it's not been formally announced by the Zimbabwean Football Association, so we can't say for sure, but uh, numbers are a little short for... Norman Mapeza has made all of these changes as well. Shot on goal, one back. Navi Keita leading from the front is the captain, and it's a quick answer here at the start of the second half. You don't give this man space. Look at the Zimbabwean defense standing watching, and then last chance saloon for the City Nationale. Out comes Shumba, punches it. Final whistle, Zimbabwe have won. They've held on here for a famous victory and they will go home with their heads held high. Mr. Kowa, Mr. Kowa, what do you make of that Hello, game? Hello, Philip. Yes, what do you oh, make of that game? Okay, so I think it was it was a good game. The Zimbabweans did, did leave on a high note by winning their last game. And it was it was it was a great performance, but I think I think much of the blame, or probably Guinea will regret missing all those chances because Guinea Guinea were were quite very bad in front of goal, and even had to take a goal from outside the box for them to get themselves back in the game a bit. So then, I think it was a good result for the um, Zimbabweans. Definitely, it was a good result for the Zimbabweans. And what do you make of Nabiketa? That's Stana and well, his leadership qualities for Guinea. Well, he's 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 playing his best football right now. I think I think not featuring for club for a while has has gingered him a bit and there's some fire in him in terms of performances. He has raised the level and has been one of the best players in the tournament so far. And he just and he just 
he and his team just need to keep their head high and play well in the knockout stages. They need to keep their heads up high and play well in the knockout stages. And that is a strong motivation our friends and folks in Ghana need. And this is the first time the Black Stars of Ghana have been eliminated from the group stages for the first time in 16 years. The last time the Black Stars of Ghana exited the AFCON at the group stages was on 11th March 1984 when the Black Stars of Ghana were beaten as defending champions of that AFCON by the Flames of Malawi by a lone goal. Ghana lost 1-0 to Malawi. And the next time that happened again was in February 16th 1998 when the DR Congo beat Ghana again by a lone goal. This was the end of the Abedi Pele era. The Abedi Pele era. This was the end of the Abedi Pele era in Burkina Faso. I remember that so clearly. And the next time it happens again was on the 31st of January 2006 in Port Said, Egypt. That was the AFCON that took place in Egypt. And the Black Stars of Ghana were beaten by the Warriors of Zimbabwe 2-1. And that was the last time Ghana were knocked out of the group stages of the AFCON. But there's been something very notable about this Ghana side. Ever since the AFCON switched to a 24-team AFCON, the Black Stars have struggled the Black Stars went out of the last AFCON at the round of 16. And this AFCON, they've gone out at the round 3 of the AFCON, which is the group stages, which is a very, very disappointing performance. Mr. Kowa, what is your general assessment of Group C with Gabon also drawing with the Atlas Lions? Atlas Lions and the Panthers of Gabon go through Comoros Island may just qualify as one of the third best place teams. Overall, what's your assessment before we take highlights of the games? Well, it was it was it was a it was a great group. Um not to be expected in terms of what happened, but then all all the same it was it was something that we've all seen and probably we should we should learn from we should learn from our mistakes and should there be a re should there be a redo in terms of um the team infrastructure the whole outfit and all we should we should be able to do it as soon as possible because this because um following following the trend it seems like Ghana always loses to the teams that they do not um they do not rate the most that is um Malawi Zimbabwe and now the Comoros Islands so then um yeah not not what we expected but i i believe i believe it was it was a very it was i think for me the most ex- exciting group so far i hope i hope tomorrow tomorrow to sh- um gives us a, a little more excitement but then yeah it was the most exciting group so far for me it was the most exciting group so far first game gabon morocco recorded four goals ghana Comoros five goals. Whoever said that Afcon was lacking goals, here is it for you. 
Let's take highlights of that game. And Mina, as you mentioned, Nguali uh, and Buwanga out as well with COVID-19. And Changa has been dropped from the, the lineup today. Younger fringe players are in the side, but quality too. Hakimi and Agued at the back, just to holding things firm. Amrabat, 20 minutes gone here. Slip at the back, chance for Gabardis! Score for Jamalimina! Long ball from the goalkeeper. And a little slip there from Shakla, in fact. Oh, that's a difficult ball from Fajr. Chase is on, yeah, keepers missed it! That's a horrible error! No goal. Flags up. Further evidence that uh, there's no rule book in this game, that's for sure. Missed at the back. Might fall here. Is that a penalty? Referee says yes. Buffal is brought down. So, Buffal with a chance. To level here for Morocco against Amunobe. Second goal of the tournament for Sofian Buffal. The judge there, maybe the second challenge by the goalkeeper after the initial tackle from Miyogo Poco. He went the right way. The are in serious trouble. They needed to win the game. Now, Alivina chasing. Oh, it's Oyoro. Oh, magnificent. Second goal of the tournament for Aaron Bupenza. Great run down the flank by Oyono. He's, uh, after a rather belated fight with FIFA, won the right to play for them. What an equaliser! Straight through the goalkeeper, Ashraf Hakimi. Morocco back level. Morocco heading to the top of the group. Hakimi right footed over. Amonome and into the back of the net. Lovely curl on it. Beats the goalkeeper, all ends up. Really put his hands away at the vital moment. Look at the reaction from Skipper Kweli Manga. He can't believe it. Twice now they've come from behind. Well, the referee says that's it, so a two-all draw. Yes, it was a two-all draw in that game between Gabon and Morocco. And how does the group look like? The Panthers of Gabon finish as runners-up in Group C with the Atlas Lions finishing as top leaders of the group with seven points. Comoros, three points. The Black Stars of Ghana, one point. We'll take the highlights of the Black Stars of Ghana game, Comoros, before we wrap up with the show. Baba Idrisu, the Real Mallorca midfielder, limped out of the 1 1 draw with Gabon last time out. So, Fatawu Isahaku. Something of a surprise not to see Jimmy Abdu in the, uh, in the starting lineup tonight. The veteran midfielder replaced somewhat sketchy English, was the cause of the side's problems. We're underway then in Garua, where Ghana and Comoros 
made a great start to life at Wren this season. Has since tailed off due to injury and COVID, but now danger here. Comoros with a great opportunity. And the opening goal. The outside, as it has to be said, have the lead and, well, that's a good ball if it stays in and does, Jordan Knight. On the shot, and it's spilled, and Andre was in there, but the whistle's gone. The ball was certainly there to be won. Is he going to reach into his pocket? is going to reach into his pocket and it is a red card and it goes from bad to very much worse for Ghana close to connecting with it was the substitute and Changama and still it gets the shot away and Comoros have a second Ahmed Moni turning this way and that and then providing the finish once more Hamada comes doesn't get there and they've got one back Boakyet who's only just come off the bench has pulled one back for Ghana Hamada all at sea Kieran's ball in the header and it is it Jiku's bundling it in at the back post and Ghana a level They've come back from 2-0 down. Or have they? Well, they have. Them. Came on just before the hour mark. Yusuf, chance to cross maybe for the fullback. He does. And Comoros have got the third. Remaining in this game. But what an effort from Comoros. Might be able to break here and get a fourth. But they don't need to. It's all over in Garua. It's heartbreak for Ghana. Mr. Kowa, it's all over for Ghana and Garua. And it was heartbreak for Ghana. But a monumentous occasion for Comoros Island. Recording their first win. At the African Cup of Nations. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of that red card to Captain Andrea Yu? Well, for me, I don't think the ball looked like a red card challenge. Maybe it, it was based on the on the use of the slow-mo in the VR and it looked like he didn't go for the ball. But if you watch it in real time, you can see it was a 50-50 challenge by which Ayu got the ball first and with which is followed through and um, badly injured the um, keeper from Komoro. So I don't think I, I, do, I don't think it was a good decision overall. But yeah, it happens. It happens in football. Definitely. Where do the Black Stars go from here? Well, before the the, the qualifiers in March. Well, first they all go back to their respective clubs for one. <laughs> then also after they they play they well for me I think. I think for the for the for the good of for the good of the Ghana Black Stars, um, Coach Milovan Rajivak should should better um, step down as head coach, and for the rebuild 
to be to be done. I I don't know maybe if he prefers stepping down in March after the World Cup playoffs. That's only if Ghana don't qualify. But then if you if if as a coach you start attacking against only when you play against an extremely weak team in from your perspective then then that's then that's the wrong approach and wrong mindset to take into a tournament. And well congratulations to the Com- the Comoros Islands for this big win and I think this is something they won't be forgetting for 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 the shortest time. And it's going to be a big dance on Ghana and Ghana should have to do their maximum best to come back better and play better and actually have a more a better coach in terms of um, um some good tournament ta- um, tactics to to go far in the next edition in 2023. Definitely, and we wish the Black Stars well. On this note, we come to an end. The end of an exciting episode, and it's a lovely good evening to you all wherever you are, and we wish you a fruitful week. I leave you with our official theme song, We Stand for Africa.